0: Before we get started, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we produce this podcast, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What a Great Punk. Thank you. We've got Linda Mariana on the pod today, which we're Shout out. twinkle toes delighted about. Yeah. Linda's a good good mate and a legend. Mm-hmm. We're also doing our 300th episode of this podcast live at Luli Tavern in Melbourne. Uh, in Abbotsford at 2pm on July 29 come at 2 yeah. the pot will start at 3 but there's free pool there you can get a beer yeah get well. there early grab a seat
1: hang out have a chat
0: yeah um, tickets are uh, over halfway sold now um, yeah so uh, you can get them at
1: co slash tickets and yeah. um,
0: get them quick because they are
1: moving which is nice are moving, and it's going to be so fun. We did like a hundredth, our one hundredth episode live in Melbourne at the Bendigo, and that was just really good. Yeah, um, um, yeah. We've got so great yeah. guests too. Who we got? Yeah, Izzy we got Beach, Jenna Owen, Frank Sweet, and Hatchie. And Hatchie. Yeah, shout outs. It's
0: be yeah. Mad. Um, and uh, we, we a few people have signed up to the Patreon this week. Top. They have. They have. Um, so, let's welcome them
1: in the usual way. Yeah. Okay. We got, uh, welcome to the Patreon, KB. KB. How you been? <laughs> welcome to the Patreon, Jimmy Braithwaite. Jimmy Braithwaite. Daryl's little punching bag. Oh. <laughs> that's dark. Oh, well. You get one go and that's, that's <laughs> yeah. final. That's, I just, look. Yeah, you got to go with what comes. You go with what comes for whatever reason. You don't analyse it. You just keep moving. Yeah. Um, all right. see Yeah, get tickets to the show if you're in Melbourne or if you're flying down. July
0: 29, 2pm. Um, yeah, consider yeah. flying down if you yes. are in
1: far north Queensland.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or anywhere north of here. Or south of here. Or East west or of west. Here. Yeah. <laughs> great. Come on down. All right. This is Linda Mariano. Oh, what a great punk.
1: Catchy
2: smile You got that Catchy smile Stop a while Come back with that Catchy smile Come back baby We'll fly away Come back We'll just fly away Together baby don't
0: tell your <laughs> nonna. We're joined by Linda Mariano from her cupboard? Mm.
2: From my closet. Closet? Mm. <laughs> yes. Not the cupboard. Did I say not the cupboard? The Sorry. Closet. <laughs> closet. The wardrobe.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's spacious in there.
2: It's, I'm on the floor, the laptop sitting on top of the washing basket. Jackets around me, some spare towels, the ugly towels that we don't like using. They're oh, yeah. chucked in here. Not the yeah. ones for guests and things. Um, and just undies, hats, socks. It's your usual studio setup, you know. Really? How, many,
0: how many How many towels are you running like, at home in general? Like how many you got in the...
2: Look, I remember once being at work when I was working at Triple J and everybody shaming one of the presenters because him and his girlfriend shared the one towel during the week. <laughs> and they were like, why don't you have two towels on the towel yeah. rack? And at the time I was living on my own and I was like, yeah, that's disgusting. Why would you use the same towel as someone? And now mm. we actually, me and my boyfriend, we are that couple that has one towel in the main really? bathroom that we use. What's the etiquette there? Well, Is that okay?
1: Well, well, I'm just well, processing this because I don't <laughs> think it's disgusting or anything. But, like, for me, it takes but, my towel a whole 24 hours to get dry. Same. So, you guys uh, are alternating days showering? Or? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Do you know what? That would really irk me. But there must be something in the dry Californian mm. air, because yeah. I am coming to you from Los Angeles, mm-hmm. that I'm just going to put it down to the desert air.
0: That mm, the towels mm.
2: dry very quickly. Do you are you hang, he,
0: hanging them on the back of a door or over like a? Are they sp- nice and spread out?
2: They're spread out over a rail. Oh, okay, And he okay. showers. He showers first thing in the morning, and then I wait and shower later. Mm. Not because I want the towel to dry, but that's just simply my system.
0: So Do you wet your hair doing? every shower?
2: Oh yeah, you can see my hair's wet, can't you?
0: Oh no, I can't. No, no, I'm asking oh. if you. No, no, I actually can't. I couldn't tell. Wasn't time <laughs> <laughs> You just thought I
2: had really greasy hair. <laughs> okay, absolutely mm. not. No, my shower hair's cap? too long and thick. Yep. I used to be an adamant shower cap <laughs> wearer, always. But yeah. now, do you know the only place that I have a shower cap? I don't bother. I just pull my hair up. The only oh, yeah. place I have a shower cap is in my kitchen, even though I still don't wear it. But it's in there because that's where I think I've like, I have, I have, uh, or um, I don't know what's what's the opposite of. Dissolve. No, I've sponged up my mum's technique, which is that she always has shower caps in the kitchen because mm. when she's stir frying, she doesn't want the smell of the stir fry to get into her hair.
0: Oh, yes. That's so she keeps she premium. keeps a,
2: she keeps shower caps in the kitchen drawer, and mm. for whatever reason, she's given me shower caps to come to LA with, and I immediately unpacked <laughs> them and put them in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's
2: sweet. A, <laughs> So sweet. Like they're stolen ones from hotels yeah. in little boxes.
0: That is hilarious yeah. and really <laughs> like just elite, look like elite attention to detail. Mm. As well. It's
2: elite living, which mm. I know, yes. which
0: I know your mum has because I'm a portion of the way through your book. I think I'm up to chapter five and <laughs> loving it, I gotta say.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, yeah, there you go. You've got some attention to detail, mum. Oh, uh, yeah. Extra anecdotes.
0: Yes, yes. Um I, I but I'm I'm not quite ready to move past the sharing the towel. <laughs> <laughs> Does your partner yeah. do you live with your partner, right?
2: Yes, I do. Does yeah. he
0: have short hair or longer hair?
2: He's also got quite long hair.
0: So he's not wetting at every shower either then.
2: He's not wetting at every shower either. So this so is how you can get away
0: with it. Mm.
2: it yeah, cuz it's just a a body a, just a body shower and and I yeah. do think there's something in the Californian desert air—that the air must mm. be sort of drier. Mm. Where our bodies are probably drying quicker, mm. you know, with a bree- a draft coming through the yeah. house. How
1: the hard? Maybe are, um, I don't even
2: need a towel at all.
1: Well, yeah. Well, the water's not as sticky over there, so that's no,
2: good. <laughs> no, no. It's as not as
1: sticky. Yeah, it just slides off your skin, uh, uh. like a seal, like a seal. <laughs> yeah. So you don't even really need a towel. Yeah. How how hard? Because I've told this story on pod before, but
0: there was um. There's this guy I met in New York who had a separate towel for the drying of his bumhole. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a mini towel. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's mini. Oh the size God. of a matchbox. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I've got to say, like, I thought was quite weird at the time. But I've, I've got, I've got, like, um, I've got respect, actually, now for mm. that.
1: It's um, another I, example of premium Elite Living. Premium, yeah.
2: Elite Living. I feel like that. It's. It's nice in theory at the surface level, but when I dig deeper, what it tells me is that he's not cleaning his bum hole
1: mm, mm.
2: like properly? Because if mm. it was properly cleaned, then it could be used on the rest of the surface of yes. the towel. And mm. that's
0: that's what I'm thinking. That's, that's you what know I'm thinking as well. Like, yeah. Like
2: are there yeah. are there stains? Are there th- you know are there? How does that towel look? Mm. How does that towel? <laughs> and what if someone? What yeah. if let's say a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend stays over at the house and they use the way that I do in the morning a face towel to wash my mm. face? What if I accidentally pick up <laughs> the bum hole? Towel.
0: Mm. Not good. Not, no. not good. It's Basically a- the only reason I have a shower is to absolutely replenish my bumhole within an inch <laughs> totally. of Totally! I'm so good at it.
2: Same.
0: Must be done. Mm.
2: Maybe we should have a competition. Mm.
1: <laughs> Who's better at it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Voted I'm- by the public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, no,
0: no. Um oh, when I stayed in um I think I've told this on this pod as well, but it's classic. Um, when I Go stayed on. in London with a friend, he was he was in the Tap Dogs. Do you remember the Tap Dogs, Linda? I'm sure you will. remember I do. The tap dogs. I yeah. do. Mm-hmm.
2: I do. Wait, was he the? Wasn't there like the main guy that was also yeah. in Coyote Ugly?
0: Yes, that was uh, Dean. Someone I believe his name was, was that the guy. Yeah, he took a. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it was actually yep. Yeah. That was your one friend. Night, one night, apart- no, it wasn't my friend. No, no.
2: Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I
0: got excited. <laughs> But I went to visit the tap dogs in London and he was there at the time, that guy. And ah, okay. Um, and because one of our friends was a tap dog and um, I shared a towel with him for two weeks in London. Mm. And it was we- only, it was ridiculous. I mean, we were both grubs. He was like a professional dancer every night on the West End. We were going out every night after their show till four or five in the morning and sleeping until the afternoon, then he was going straight to the theatre. And yeah, it, that towel was disgusting. And I feel disgusting for having shared.
2: <laughs> I have got two questions. Um, One is, did you, do you remember washing the towel in that two week no. period? No. Holy fuck. And what mm. colour was it? Do you remember?
0: Uh, I think it was lime green, like one of those sort of baby green. Yeah. 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 There's no marks or anything like that. I was just kind of like <laughs> eternally wet. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Mm. What a memory. Mmm. It's a weird one. Um,
2: so I'm just tuning out because yeah. I'm thinking about this one time that I was dating a guy and he said that we couldn't have sex because he had been to, I can't remember if he was in the UK or Europe, and he's and he said, Oh my I'm so sorry, my penis has got a big rash on it.
0: Oh yeah, mm.
2: and I said, "Oh, what what happened?" And he said, "Oh, I've got a I I, I caught something when I was overseas." And I and I immediately mm. thought, "Oh, because you're sleeping with other with other people," mm. you know, we weren't officially dating. We we'd we just gone on a few dates, and then he was like, "No, it's a it's a specific rash that you get." And when I spoke to my doctor about it, you get it from using dirty towels. Like that oh, was my his. god. I just remembered mm. that was his like reason. He was like, "Oh no, I haven't been, I haven't met anyone over there. I just." It's a, it's a thing. My doctor says it's it's from a dirty towel.
0: Wow. <laughs> anyway, I don't okay. remember what the disease was, was, so we can fact no, no, check no. it. I know what it was. It was thrush. <laughs> was that it? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, so. Was- when you've just got a non-distinct rash on your penis, it's just thrush and it'll go away. <laughs> okay. I'll know for next time. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure you could catch from a towel. A
2: lime green one.
0: Yeah, a lime mm. green one, exactly. Um... <laughs> Have you been travelling, Linda, like promoting the book and stuff or have you been in LA the whole time?
2: I came back to Australia. So, I came back for the launch of the book. So, we Mm -hmm. did a couple of launches that were in Sydney and then we did one in Melbourne as well and did lots of cute bookstore signings too, which was, you know, it's strange. I don't know. Like, do you guys do signings of- your records and/or merch and things like that.
0: We we did on this last tour, yeah. We um did like a, yeah, pre, yeah just like a release weekend tour and just uh, they were small, like in stores and we brought vinyl and signed them and stuff. But that was the first, first time, really. I enjoy it.
1: I think it's fun. Yeah, it's how nice did you meeting
2: feel people. Yeah, good. just doing ch- that just sort of having, face-to-face stuff.
1: Yeah, I think it's nice. Met some really lovely people so, and then you kind of like. We'll recognise a lot of them at the shows now or like on our Discord and stuff like that. I, I enjoy it. What did you think?
2: I, I, re- I really liked it. I really liked being able to talk to people so mm. closely. It was mm. so sweet and like endearing and you kind of just want to hug everyone. you like, you are fucking yeah. gold. Like I can't. How did I conjure you up? You were the person mm. that I imagined—not in my wildest dreams—that you would be like the ideal audience for what mm. I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but then the the physical act of signing stuff is quite surreal because when I think about when I was a teenager looking at signings in you know yeah. in Westfield or in like record stores and stuff, I just picture you know massive bands or massive celebrities. Yeah. So it's kind of a Strange, like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I doing this moment?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but that's, I mean, I guess that's who you occupy that space for these people that are wanting it signed, right? Like, they feel an immense connection with yeah the, the work you've been doing, and so it's like a really, really special moment.
2: Yeah, so it's been nice. I've really enjoyed it. How that's lovely!
1: Um, um, j- I just on the signing stuff thing, like, I I often think, um, I, I kind of feel the same, and I'll. But more just because, like, I don't want to ruin someone's beautifully looking vinyl. And, like, they're like, I'm like, you sure you want me to sign it on the front? Like, I can sign it on the back if you like. No, 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 at the front. And so I'm just always a bit, like, weird that, like, I'm kind of ruining this. Mm. Did you you
2: line up and get stuff signed when you were both growing up?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had a dream about this the other night. Oh, my God. That's weird. That just popped into my head. Who was it with? Um, I met Slipknot backstage in (gasps) 1999. On oh uh, their God. first tour, and like it was in Adelaide, and I just hang hung out backstage like randomly with my friends. Like, ne- I never normally did that. And that I took is a, huge. I took my CD down and I Welcome got Welcome to
2: the Neighborhood was that what it was called or something?
1: It was just self titled, but Welcome to the oh, Neighborhood was the was VHS the, they put that's out. That's right, yeah, that's what yeah, I yeah. had the VHS, yeah. VHS tape. <laughs> it was yeah. that era, and um, you're in that, like, are you, Todd? Is that the VHS? I'm in the you know? 10 year anniversary. Oh. Documentary that oh came God. out f- from that night where I got my shit signed. But, um, oh
2: my God, I'm just
1: screaming at a window. Uh, but yeah, I waited and got like seven of the nine guys to sign it. And I was definitely like, Yes, please sign the front of it. Ruin wow. it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, in th- that was the same era for me where I'm surprised I wasn't at that slipknot. Oh no, mm. that was Adelaide. But, um, was Adelaide, yeah, I-, yeah. I would go to all of the ones that were in Sydney. So I remember lining up or like pushing myself to the front of this, maybe it was like an MTV. No, it was when Channel V was around. When when Osher Gunsberg was Andrew G, mm. G and yeah. he was hosting Channel V and they would do a performance and then a sit down with the band and then they'd be able to, you know, get posters signed and stuff. And I remember going to a show that had Alien Ant Farm performing oh. Smooth Criminal of course. <laughs> but the yeah. real reason I was there was for System of a Down. And I just oh, remember yes. screaming and being like, Mah! you know, with the That's poster epic. and everything. So, I actually don't know where that poster is. Mm. It's got to be somewhere. But yeah. actually, speaking of those sort of no- nostalgic heartthrobs, do you know who I did spot in LA just recently? Who? was, Brandon Boyd from Incubus. Oh wow! Oh yeah.
1: yeah next, yeah.
2: sitting next to us at the sushi restaurant.
1: Wow. Oh, easy to recognise, or did you have to double look?
2: No. Oh, mate, I know that jawline from a yeah. mile away. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He was yeah. a full
0: heartthrob, hey. and Heart Incubus. Was he was so really
2: sick. was. Now he looks a bit more like Jesus.
0: Which oh, okay. Is, you know, still, okay. still heartthrob. He's Growing just, the hair uh, out. It's
2: just, it's more just that his hair's really long and it's very silver, and he's got that really lean. Mm. Tanned physique
0: You reckon you know. he's still um, Smashing them bongs?
2: He's <laughs> gotta be He lives was in he LA Was he a bong head?
0: Well I don't know if he was a bong head I, 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 I feel like Yeah they I feel like yeah. you know, I feel like it was that kind of era saying. And that kind of band mm. but He lives in and LA also, yeah.
2: yeah he lives in LA I feel like it kind of comes with that Sort of like territory You know
0: are you smoking the that that sweet sweet LA? That's <laughs> Huchiana? <laughs> no,
2: I'm way too much of a light. I'm way too much of a lightweight <laughs> to yeah. eat anything like stronger than caffeine after three PM. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, nice. Um,
1: oh god, I've lost
0: my train of thought. Wait, wait that's good podcasting.
1: Well, it's because
2: it- we're thinking about heartthrobs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just thinking about. When I had a little bit of weed the other night and got a massive head spin and had to go home, that's what I was thinking oh, about. I was like the no. last time I didn't do me well, didn't yeah. fare me well. Yeah, No. but I relate on the I relate to you on the lightweight aspect. I guess it was the weed, wasn't it? We we're trying to work out what made you. Yeah, I think it must like, have been that triggered everything. You? Yeah,
2: were you yeah, drinking yeah. as well?
1: I was drinking, being very careless. Just yeah, didn't even think twice about it. Mate. It's okay. You it can't from do time it. To time.
2: No, you can't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you you really you
0: really can't. You I mean, shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we, it was it was kind of that that reckless style of drinking that you do with new friends because we're hanging with some new friends and we're all, all quite overexcited about the
1: fact. Who we're are getting your along. new
2: friends? Who who are your new friends <laughs> you're making as adults? All my friends uh, are like old friends.
1: We've got new friends. It's exciting. Who the hell are they? Oh,
0: the um. A couple of guys from a band called Civic. Do you know do you know them? Melbourne Melbourne punk band no. called Civic. Oh. Recently oh, made their acquaintance. Oh, They're a very no, no, good band. No, no, no. Oh, but now and friends. It was just, it just, they've become friends, yeah, which is really nice. I feel like We met at a concert. A, I feel like I'm in a bit of a – we did actually. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a bit of a um making – like in a new new friends making stage at the moment. I must say. Are
2: you just accumulating more to the kind of Jamie repertoire of people or are you culling as you go? Are you cleaning oh, house? Been,
0: no, I haven't been cleaning house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's going on?
0: I don't know. Something's just – I'm in a purple patch friends-wise. You know? <laughs> just making a yeah. couple, couple new buds.
2: I think that's nice. I mean, yeah. I'm sort of in that phase as well because I'm now living not in Australia and Australia is obviously like where my core, core friendship group is. So I feel like I'm getting to um, water the plants of friends that have like lived over here that I haven't been able to keep as well in touch mm. with. And mm. then also be making sort of new ones over here. But yeah, you know, it's like how- dating. You've got to really do like figure out a taste alignment and then a value alignment. You know, it's yeah. the two things. It's like,
1: and how, sometimes, how do we get along? You're not sure until like the second or third date if you're going to be good friends or not, or Yeah. More.
0: I think that's and true.
2: What I've realised is that I, I think like in my dating, uh, history, I, I I think I don't like it when someone is is too too there, too available,
0: too oh, yeah. too keen. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. Okay. That,
1: that is a classic. I
0: got to say, um, this this uh, and I'll and I'll gladly. Oh, will I gladly dox him? Oh, look, one of my new friends, <laughs> yeah, <take> um, <laughs> gladly dox him, has been pretty. Was no, I think I've said it, had been, and and he admits it. It's been pretty hot on the text messages, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and um, yeah. but God bless him. But now now I miss him when he's not texting me, so I send him a text. <laughs> See, so it does work.
2: Yeah, it does work. That cuddly he's pulled away,
1: thing. and you're yeah. messaging him all the time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's worked for him.
0: Yeah, afraid he doesn't like me anymore. Mm. That was my segue into people pleasing. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) We do care too much about how many people like us or maybe Mm. you don't. Are are either of you sort of people pleaser sort of people?
1: Yeah. Massively. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Wait, you
2: said massively, Todd?
1: Yeah. Oh, I just want to make sure everyone's happy. Like... I'm not like just doing shit because people ask me to that I don't want to do, but I'm always like trying to like in every situation make sure like all parties are good, and sometimes that's a bit of a a bit chaotic. Yeah, Mm. yeah, that's like an arm of people
0: pleasing, isn't it? There's, I guess, there's a bunch of different arms. Yeah, probably. What do you think, Linda?
2: Are there different arms of why we definitely? Yeah, yeah, because um, I guess on. On the one hand, and and this is, I suppose, what I talk about in the book a bit is like there's the realm of people-pleasing because, and this is just me riffing, to use a term that maybe yeah. you would understand and your listeners yeah. would. Not on this uh, podcast, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> so me riffing on the idea of people-pleasing in the different forms that it takes or like a combination of them, I guess there's like the perfectionism side of it where you're people-pleasing because you want to be seen as perfect and you want to do things really perfectly and that's one of the ways that I definitely turned up in Mm. my work and I was the yes person to everything that you could possibly throw at me because I wanted to be seen as this unflappable, reliable, perfect employee. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I guess the the drop down of that was the realisation that we're people pleasing because we're really, really fearful of Letting people down and disappointing mm. people, yeah. and that probably is different for everyone. Like whether it stems from, you know, as I write in the book, like it's st- for me, it stems with I think the the culture and the family that I grew up in, and how I felt that sort of, you know, hard work is what you need to do. No one's allowed to be lazy. Everyone's got to be a good student and a good girl, and follow these kind of orders and if you don't do that, then you're disappointing your parents and then you kind of just transpose that onto every relationship and career that you're in of if I don't jump high enough, then I'm just going to disappoint these people. Mm. So there's that fear of, of disappointment.
0: It's an immense amount of, uh, immense amount of pressure. Um, I felt mm. like in a sense um, I felt the pressure in those first few chapters um, mm. Mm. Uh, of y- y- what you know because a- as a ch- as a child especially that those 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 feelings are so real like that your parents are these authoritative figures mm. and if they're applying any sort of pressure you you take it to heart you know and so it's 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 no wonder that you sort of take these Uh, Learn these kind of ways and then transpose them, like you said, later in life. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things that seems it's so it's such common sense to think you know what you say to your kids really rubs off on them and they then apply it as adults. But when I go back and look at the way that I've behaved over the years, I feel like I can see where the boil down, like where the roots of it were and why it felt so important to me to show up in a particular way when I became an adult and why I just felt so scared to not people please and to disappoint people and to not Mm. be seen as this sort of flawless, presentable person
0: all Mm. the time.
1: Mm.
0: So there's that there's that career aspect of it. Then what about in like mm. you know, in personal relationships where you forgo your own wishes or you figure you forgo your own sort of feelings on something in order to keep the peace? Or
2: I feel like it's sort of like case by case because I I acknowledge that I think I'll always want to have an element of being an accommodating person that can read the room and can go Jamie feels really sick today, I'm going to, you know, make his life easier by driving closer to him when we decide somewhere to meet for lunch. Like mm-hmm. that for me is like you can show up for your friends, you can show up for the people that you love. Yeah, that's in kindness In ways that and make compassion. you comfortable. That's kindness and that's compassion and that's like you being um, like a considerate person. I think for me it's just been about finding where the line is so that you're not constantly putting yourself at the back of the queue. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically in, in career stuff, sort of knowing what you want and the sort of work that you want to make that makes you happy that doesn't just live to serve someone else. If yep. you're lucky enough to be in that position to do it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, there would be a lot of, you know, positions that you'd be in where you're like, I just need to fucking turn up for work so that I can put food on the table for my kids. That's what yep. I have to do. Um, but for me, I wasn't in that position. I was just in a position where I was just constantly saying yes to too many things Mm. when I didn't need to be doing that, but it was because I couldn't read my own gut to know what my actual needs were.
0: Mm. And how do you, I mean, well, uh, one thing to say is that uh, do you find it, um, do you find it easier to be more honest with the people that you're? close with in general than the people, say, new friends or whatever, Mm. people that you're just acquainting yourself with. I probably, you know, maybe to Todd it's easy to say, I don't want to do that tonight anymore. I'm feeling tired or whatever. But to someone new can sometimes be a bit trickier. Do you find that?
2: Yeah. I reckon that's a natural thing because we still want to make a good kind of first impression To the people Mm. that we're just meeting, or if we're thinking we might potentially work with them, or you want to kind of get them on your side before you let them into the inner, the inner circle of, hey, I'm really good at cleaning my bum hole, but I haven't (laughs) been that good today because I just I'm I'm not feeling I'm feeling super anxious. I can't Mm. even take a shower. Uh, So I think I think I've learned how to be more honest with the people that are really close to me because for years, and I write about in the book, like. I would keep stuff from my closest friends, from mm. my best friends, from my family, yeah. from my boyfriends, because I had this feeling like, oh, I don't want to burden them. It's going to mm. ruin their day. I need. I still need to make sure that they're, like I am still need to people please them, even if I'm yep. feeling like crap. Yeah. So it's been kind of learning how to not do that anymore.
0: Are you one of those people that, was uh, is afraid to ask for help as well or were afraid to oh, ask for help at the party?
2: fuck yeah. yeah. Totally, yeah. totally. Because you want to be seen as like this person that can handle it all. Mm. Mm. You know, like how – have you ever been in a position where you feel really crap but you're on tour and have you ever said to each other like, I just don't think I can perform tonight or have felt like the guilt of – Letting down your band in that way, like if you've been sick or you've had to cancel shows. And yeah,
0: we well, had to cancel a festival co- two weeks ago actually because I got COVID again. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel any guilt. I just felt relief. <laughs> <laughs> that's also, I
2: feel like COVID is just such a good reason, though. If you're uh, like, oh, I've got COVID.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's the best. Clear the fucking the schedule. Best. I'm not doing oh, fucking man. anything.
2: I'm doing fuck all. Yeah. For a week and a half, and you know what? You're going to check in with me in ten days, and I'm still not feeling great. so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And you gave your bandmates a weekend off, which they really appreciated. So yeah, I gave yeah.
2: the
0: gift yeah. of gave the gift of life and freedom, <laughs>
2: yeah, well, yeah, I think I'm slowly getting um better at just the realization that the world doesn't fucking stop turning when you mm. don't turn up to one thing
1: because oh, you yeah. really
2: need that time for yourself.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it's kind of related. Like, that's something I've learned over the last couple of years. How important mm-hmm. like putting yourself first is. I hope you talk about that in the podcast too. Um, yeah, like, yeah. Just make like you can't actually. I think it was um one of your friends actually says that where um maybe Anna or someone who who was yeah. saying um you. If you don't, like, look after yourself, then you're going to, like, be, like, not giving 100% to the tasks you do or your friends around you and that kind of thing. So, it's sort of so important. And I'm just learning that myself. It's really, really valuable lesson.
2: Well, it's really so tempting to, like, spread yourself thin if you're getting offers to do stuff. Yeah. And you're like, I want to go to the dinner. I want to go do that podcast. I want to, oh, maybe I can go host this other thing. And then... You just can't end up doing all of it at 100%. Like, it's just not going to work. Something's going to give.
1: Yeah. 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 And even if, like, you've got a – if I've got a full day of work ahead, like, taking some extra time in the morning just means you're better at your work that day. Like, rather than just getting straight into it, which is tempting, you know? So, I think that's all part of it.
2: Do you have little sort of non-negotiable routines or rituals that both of you do?
1: Um, like self-care zones. I want them, but I always, I always break it. Yeah, I'm getting there. I I did,
0: I did for a while. I was pretty, um, pretty disciplined with like getting up at the same time every morning and meditating, and uh, and I've just been so undisciplined recently. Just like sleeping until whenever I want. Um, it's not good, but it's not bad either. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's not bad at all. Sleeping whenever you, you want kind of sounds like Kevin.
0: Mm. I know, but it's pretty sick, like getting up early, meditating, doing some work. Fucking, yeah. Like but that's all it, it makes you feel. It, it improves the quality of life uh, for me, anyway, in yeah. general. But, but I've been so off the beam with it. What about you?
2: I I have been not setting an alarm in the morning for a mm. while now, which is kind of. <laughs> Foreign and incredibly indulgent.
1: Mm, I, I kind
2: of love it. Mm. I mean, I still naturally wake up at, say, I don't know, eight or something, which is actually quite late for some people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think because I'm naturally a night owl, I, I just, I love it. I love staying up late. I love sleeping oh, in. Do you?
0: You're a night owl. What are you doing, tinkering around the house, cup of tea? What am
2: I doing? I'm I'm having a cup of tea. I'm reading a little Mm. book. Also, because I am now in a time zone where all of Australia is really awake, when I'm going to sleep at like midnight, it's hitting your evening time. Yeah. My brother's messaging me. My dad's sending me a picture of the pasta is cooked. My mum's checking in on me. My friends sending me some great, you know, voice message gossip that starts with, "Okay, so the girl yeah. at parties who we hate," and then goes in, and I'm like, I can't not listen to this now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like you're back in Oz, the Oz time zone.
2: Yeah, I get a bit of that, and then you know. And then I'm a bit too awake, so I go, what do I? What am I going to do? Okay, I'm just going to watch an episode of Shark Tank.
0: Mm. Oh, sick. I fucking love Shark Tank. How, How about good Shark is Tank?
2: That? It is, it just, it, but it gets the brain fired up because you go, is that yeah. a good business idea? Does that suck? Yeah. Is, is it, it really going? worth $4 million? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You there's get a bit like,
0: of um, schadenfreude so from it. Is that the word?
2: What's schadenfreude? What
0: would you is call that? Me? <laughs> it's that word that means when you like, I mean, all reality TV is kind of like this, but where you take pleasure in someone's um, uh, misfortune.
2: Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like definitely when their oh, idea you gets shot at <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you
0: like sucked in. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And sometimes Your idea I like, stinks.
2: <laughs> sometimes I like yeah. to pause the episode just so that I can kind of say aloud what I think is going to happen. If I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, your idea sucks, no one wants a water bottle that's also a potty trainer, like, yeah. you know, mm. I'll just come up with something and th- and then I hit, hit that space bar again and I see what they say.
0: And see how business savvy you are kind of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a real – it's a badge of honour.
0: Have you seen F Boy Island? You probably don't. I'm able to watch it over there.
2: I look. I've got a sneaky VPN. I can watch all the Australian content right. that I that I want. Um, but I need to watch F Boy Island mm. because I've heard it's riveting, and one of my close friends, Sophie Braham, is one of the writers on it. Oh, true. Okay. And she was like, "Linda, you've got to watch it because I love reality TV. Mm. I simply love it."
1: Yes, yeah, me and Todd do too.
2: Oh, really? What are your favourite yeah. ones?
1: I haven't seen FBoy Island just for the record. So It was I'll, Love Island catch for a up. while for me.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it's yeah. become too formulaic and predictable. Like the yeah. every season is basically feels the same to me. Okay. I love, yeah. love. I reckon Love is Blind is topping it for me at the moment. <gasps> love is Blind is good.
2: Love is Blind and is fantastic.
1: Have you seen The Ultimatum? That's Loving kind of it. a fun Loving one. Oh, You're watching Queer, so, yeah. queer Love, yeah, love? i yeah, watching
2: that yeah. one. Yeah, I, I need to I need to watch Queer Love. So I've watched I've watched The Ultimatum. Mm. Um but I, I just, but that one almost pushes it over the edge where I hate them too much. Where I'm like, yeah. this premise makes no sense. You're, I agree all with that you. That shit crazy. The premise makes no, it, no sense. No sense. And they're it acting as no though it does. Sense. The
0: contestants are acting as though it does. it does, this doesn't make sense. All you're no. going to do is be in love with two people by the end of this and have to choose one, which is fucking there's, horrible.
2: There's literally no sense yeah, to be made. So, so I, I, I'm finding it harder to hate watch that. Um mm. but I I love <laughs> love watching uh, Love is Blind. Love is yeah, Blind yeah. Japan version. I just Haven't thought it. it was oh, okay. oh, you must. You yeah. must. It's like mm. all the kind of trashiness and the beauty of the American one is completely sort of inverted into the Japanese one because the culture of dating and relationships is so different mm. and the emotions are so heightened, but in oh. a completely different way to the American one. It's mm. fantastic. Um, I also, I'm, I, I love Maths. I so love it's
0: Meredith a bit more outside. of a healthy. Too. It's a bit more of a healthy good. snack. The the Japanese lovers. It's, love it's a bit
2: more of an art house. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. American. Oh, yeah, the American lovers' love is like a big bag of barbecue chips or something <laughs> like that. And, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- those are the ones I love. I feel like there was another one.
1: Yeah, oh, sorry, I just cut you off. I didn't watch the latest season though. It's like one of those things where oh, if you maths, miss the yeah. first couple of episodes, I'm not, I can't catch you up at that point. There's forget. too many of them. Yeah, like I'm like, yeah.
2: <laughs> I did a. I was the narrator on a new show that was on Stan last year that oh. them went making again now called Love Triangle, which is essentially the same. Where it's it's like the ultimatum where they take people that want to date and they make sure that there's like a third party that's waiting in the wings. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, it's chaotic. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> but on on the topic of TV, I know this is maybe not what you wanted to talk about, but do you know what I have been watching? Because it's such a train wreck and there's oh. so much press around it. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Ears,
1: ears prick up. Go, go. No, I don't know what you're going to no. say. The Idol. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, Tash, my partner Tash has been watching that, and wow. just well, she's more just enjoying like reading the hot takes on it as well. Like what's it's, going on around the internet? It's hot, it's hot um,
2: takes film. It's unbelievable. What's your hot I don't take? I can't even like linger on it because it actually makes me so mad, but I can't mm. stop watching it. Mm. Yeah. it's just terrible. It's what every bad review about it says is true. Right. That it's like trying to be this. Provocative, edgy, Mm. interesting, contemporary masterpiece. Yeah, and it's actually like a series of uncomfortable vignettes that have been sprouted from the mind of a madman.
0: Yeah, (laughs) like a a a horny, in a charming
2: way, a horny madman, and not in a charming way. In a way that feels incredibly dated.
0: Yeah, Mm. this is it. I I haven't even seen it, but this is my yeah. my feeling towards it is that culturally, we've it's moved beyond. D- yes, we've moved beyond this. We're looking for more nuance. We're looking for far less gender roles. Um, yes, exactly. It's it, it, and and we're also not looking for uh, I- like idols. I don't know. I think people are. I don't know. It's that's it's very entourage esque uh, t- times. You know.
2: Yeah, that's that's a really good point. It does feel. Entourage esque without even the humor of Entourage.
1: Yeah, because I liked Entourage a lot.
2: Yeah. Oh, I remember smashing it. I
0: remember
1: torrenting yeah. a bit
2: of Entourage <laughs> in my day.
1: Yeah. I had the DVDs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Do you want to just <laughs> get out of this call, Anton? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Got the slipknot vinyl yeah. signed and the <laughs>
2: Entourage DVDs. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Do you know Adrian Grenier has been on this pod?
2: What? Yeah. Mm. Can you
0: believe it? chatted me? to him?
2: I actually, do you know what? I think I did know that, and I noticed that I needed to listen to that episode. I need to listen to that episode. It was
0: pretty cool. I think, yeah, can't really remember much about it, but he's he's a he's a really lovely man.
1: Mm. Um, he's big into like his investments and like um, like I guess like what else is he into? These con- days? Well,
0: conservation. conservation. he's He like lives yeah, on a like, farm. Uh, with his wife who's now pregnant and they are planting constantly planting vegetables, looking after the land. Like he's he wants to live in a fully what's the word? Like um, self
2: sustaining yeah. environment.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. He's very he's been into ocean cons- conservation stuff for the last like twenty years yeah. and stuff And he's but he's really like putting his mouth his money where his mouth is kind of thing. His mouth, (laughs) where his bumhole (laughs) towel (laughs) is. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh god, just been an absolute web of conversation. Oh, but uh, you—that's right. We're talking about FBoy Island, and because you've been on, you were on Abby Chatfield's pod recently. Oh
2: yeah, that's you've been doing the podcast rounds. I've been doing the rounds, man. Sorry, town (laughs) podcast bike or whatever they say. Yeah, Yeah. Um. I spoke to Abby because she wanted to talk about all things egg freezing and people freezing. They go hand in hand.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Do they? (laughs) (laughs) No.
2: No, they don't. No, they don't. But she was, I think, um, she was going to freeze her eggs and she wanted to talk to someone who'd done it. And that person for her was me.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Consider them frozen. Where do you keep them in the freezer?
2: They're actually in a freezer that's in Sydney and Mm -hmm. I was saying to her, I've got to pay rent on them. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. Now I've got a new phone number in America. I think they send me texts to tell me when the rent is due and I think I've been missing the texts. So I think I actually need to reach out to them and say, am I behind on my rent? Because if so, please please don't throw my eggs out. Yeah. Yeah cuz they'll get rid there. of them if if you don't pay your rent.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, you get you got to make that phone call sooner rather than later, hey.
2: I got it. I I got to do it. Mm. Those poor eggs.
0: That's that's a bit stressful.
2: It is a bit. Yeah. That's no, okay. It be It'll be fine. we will be fine. They'll be right. Yeah. We'll figure. They'll be right. We'll just
1: be the late fee or an admin I'm fee. I'm sure or they'll like give that. me a
2: grace period. Maybe they'll <laughs> just throw out a few of them.
1: And oh yeah. Keep One of the others.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Until I pay up. <laughs> Until you pay up.
0: Um, how, so how did the, uh, the, like, did you, had you imagined Linda that you'd write a book at any point or is this kind of Mm. a surprise, surprise journey?
2: What a great question. Um, Mm. I just dribbled water all over myself. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) nice. I, I sort of pictured it, but I pictured it as a real Big long-term goal that it would take me a really long time to get to Mm. because as a kid I really liked writing and I loved writing stories and I remember teachers would you know write on my report card to my parents like I think Linda's going to be a writer one day or something right Mm. um and I remember when I was doing the tough love podcast in the in the original google document there was like a series of bullet points of you know maybe we could do a live show one day maybe it could be a book one day But I just didn't think that it would happen as soon as it did. But Mm. it was like this wonderful surprise that when the first season of the podcast came out in 2021, one of the kind of publishers and editors at Allen & Unwin had listened to it and then essentially cold reached out and said, hey, I think you could write a story. So Mm. have a think. so cool. It was really cool and it was really empowering. Cause she was like, I think you've got a book in you. I want you to think about if you want it to be fiction, nonfiction, if you want it to be based on the podcast, if you want it to be something else, but I want you to start writing. Mm,
1: And so then I just
2: essentially, it was like being offered a a record deal and I just had like this little ideas of demos. And so then I just started like demoing, just started writing and writing and writing. And then eventually like a, probably like six months later, really figured out what I wanted the book to be.
0: Wow, that's a, then- that's quite a long period of work and jamming and, and thinking and stuff yeah, to, yeah. to find and, it. That's really cool. Yeah,
2: and of course it was around, you know, putting it around other work and stuff like that. But it, it's one of those things. It's probably like doing an album where it's almost always on your mind. Yeah, it's like the first thing you think of when you wake mm-hmm. up. It's the last thing you think of before you go to bed at night. And it's sort of intense in that way because you Mm. always feel like you could be doing more. I'm like, oh, I could have twiddled with that more. I could rework that thing. And when I came up with what the idea was going to be, like the plot line of what the book was, then it was like a kind of discipline process of I need to get up every day, I need to do writing. But even then when you go to bed at night, you're still thinking like, did I do good enough today? What can I tweak more? Because it's not like you get pats on the back along the way necessarily Mm -hmm. where someone's like, yeah, this will be kind of a hit or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of going off your own steam and off your own imagination and your own creativity and your own motivation and your own trust that what you're doing is the kind of right path for it. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of an exercise in learning how to trust your own brain and gut to go i think i'm doing the right path for this i'm just going to keep
0: going yeah. yeah i love that that's a super interesting super interesting point and can can totally relate to it particularly when i think back to like our third album yeah um, which was recently we had a similar even though there was four of us but that similar sense of like going home after a great rehearsal thinking or a writing session thinking like we were all really hot on that in the room. Is it actually good or does it actually suck 10 things <laughs> mm. at the same time? Mm. Yeah. And, um, and the, But then having to reconcile that within yourself and move from the head to the gut and feel find out how you feel about it on a gut level, you know, without an- yeah. overanalyzing or whatever, like, how am I – is this making me excited? Is it pushing me further down the path? Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah, wow. Yeah.
2: And then at some point you just got to keep – even though you're in that bubble and you can't possibly get out of that bubble because it's your work and you're so, your head is so in it, you just got to keep burrowing and burrowing and burrowing and finessing it and then at some point you just got to fucking stop and go, I'm just going to close my eyes and hope for the best and it's, go- it's getting released. Mm, it's, go- yeah. it's going out now. It's done. I'm proud of where it's at. It's done. Mm. And then the outcome will will be what yeah. it will be.
0: Yeah, and how many hours when you were writing were you were you putting in every week? Like, so it was a kind of a five day a week sort of thing.
2: Yeah, I reckon it was. It was. It was five days a week. I, I would. I would even st- still do stuff on the weekends as well. But it's that sort of thing where, like, the time that you actually spent tapping and writing the thing is a percentage of, or like, one small proportion of when you wake up and you're making your coffee, and you're thinking about what needs to be done, or you go for a walk around the park because you're still figuring out what you need to do when you go and pick up your guitar or when you go and sit at your laptop. So it was like truly a full-time thing that I was thinking about and then tapping away. And then, honestly, I reckon it was probably in the, probably like a good kind of six-month period where I started doing that Pomodoro method. Okay. Have you ever heard of that method? No, Have you no, ever no, done it? that? No. It's this method that my friend told me that she would use for studying and it's essentially just – so it's Pomodoro, so it's like the tomato method. You do 20 minutes of work. You set your timer for 20 minutes you do 20 minutes or 25 minutes, I can't remember which one it is, but you do 25 minutes of work, then you s- break, your alarm goes off, you get three minutes off. You can stand up, stretch, have a drink of water, do whatever you need to do. You do another 20 or 25 minutes of work. Again, you have a three-minute break. You have another 25 minutes of work. You have another three-minute break. You do another 20 or 25 minutes of work, and then you give yourself a, like a 20-minute break, a break that's longer. And it sounds so simple but when I say you do that 20 or 25 minutes you have to turn off all your notifications and you just do the tasks that you need so it works really well for studying Mm. it works really well for writing because the problem with writing was that the deadline was so far ahead where I was like this book is due in a year's time like if I get a text right now or I get an email right now that looks urgent-ish to respond to, I might as well just respond to that or take me five minutes. And before Mm. I know it, half the day is gone Mm. and I've barely looked at my document for writing the book for maybe 20 minutes. So I would do the four Pomodoros, like do that kind of slab. And realistically, all you've done is spent one full hour doing your thing, but Mm. I would do that like- twice a day or two and a half times a day, I'd do that rhythm. Wow. And I would be so fucking productive. Yeah. Ooh, and you'd feel that. just like, that's it. Now I can watch MasterChef, have a big dinner. And even though I can always feel like, oh, you can always be working on more, you mm. feel like you've done really nourishing work mm. because it's been uninterrupted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's a big deal, isn't it? It's not a, not 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 enough of a, I guess, deal is made of that for so many
1: people because we're so distracted while we're working, yeah. working these days. So distracted. Yeah.
2: The and in- it's so interruptions easy. Interruptions
1: are so, yeah, just keeping your mind focused on a task is just incredibly beneficial. Like I find if I'm working on a plane, mm. that's like crazy. There's like, there's no way to get interrupted. There's no like internet or whatever. And it's just like. I can get the equivalent of like almost a day's work done in a few hours because it's mm. just – that's how much we get interrupted these days.
2: Yes. Yeah, that's exactly it. So I'll do Pomodoro. You just need to fly on a plane. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. In
2: order to get your stuff done. <laughs> I'll
1: build a little plane in my spare room, get some seats, yes. tray tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, would you be in a uh, pretend window or a pretend aisle?
1: Uh, aisle just in case I need to pee. Which yeah. is often because he's got a <laughs> fun, funny little bladder, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: the Pomodoro, I'll be taking that taking that away actually. Um,
2: yeah, just when you've got me. to like smash out email. Like you, like I even do it with email sometimes where I'm like, I need to reply to this stuff and I need to yeah. not be getting distracted. Let me just set my timer and I'm not allowed. And 20 minutes is not long either because then after 20 minutes you can reply to people for three minutes, like whatever you need to do.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. That's 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 gold. Push out a quick okay. poo, you know. Mm. Yeah, just a real oh, yeah. quick little one. Yeah. Mm. Um. Well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> on that note, Linda, we'll let you go. <laughs> um, it's been so lovely talking to you. Yeah. And it's um, been every- a pleasure. It has been, and everyone rush out and um and hit up Love Language, the new book from Linda Mariano. You're still going by Linda, out. right? Your name's Linda in. In reality and in the Zoom call.
2: Yes. Oh, it's come up as Carmelinda. Yeah, Carmelinda (laughs) is my real proper Italo loving name, but yeah, Mm. just Linda Mariano. And it's been such a pleasure. You know, I love you.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, I love you. We miss you.
2: I miss you. Do you know how fun it was when you were at Ability Festival that year um, in Melbourne? I was like, I'm so glad that you're here.
1: Yeah, that was nice. We saw each other like 10 times that day.
2: Yeah, I was like the <laughs> fourth, fifth, sixth—you know—member of your crew.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was sick.
0: We'll, we'll definitely be able to hang out next time we come to Los Angeles. I hope. Go out for some yeah. sushi. Yeah. Do you have any?
2: Do you have any? Do you have any plans to come over here?
0: Mm, not at the moment, but no. hopefully it's. They soon. always pop up. They'll, they always, they'll pop yeah. up. Yeah. The plans. Oh,
2: I hope so. Mm. I hope so. Um
0: and I want to give a special shout out to the audiobook of Love Language because it's actually read by Linda, which is awesome. Like it's nice to hear the author read mm. their own book.
2: Oh, thank you. I um yeah, yeah I that was a funny it was funny thing to do to read out your own words. Yeah. Um, Even though clearly they came from my head, I was like, "Whoa! Did I write this? That's intense, Linda."
0: (laughs) It's a really good performance. Like I was thinking, like I was, um, you're really giving it some oomph. Like it's a great listen. It's it's and it's really um paints the worlds, illuminates the worlds really, really well.
2: Yay! Thank you. Thanks very much. I felt
0: like I was standing out the front of FBI Radio with you. And um, <laughs> your friend, whose name I've forgotten, now,
2: but, oh Samantha. Samantha, Samantha, yeah, yeah. While yeah. you were waiting
0: for your dad to pick you up oh in my the Camry, God.
2: yeah, in the <laughs> in the gold Camry cruising yeah. down Redfern.
0: Yeah, it was. It's cool to he- to hear places in a book that you've actually been
1: and have yeah. have, mm. have a lot of yeah. experience with as well. Yeah. So, shout oh. outs to Sydney folks. Yeah,
2: shout outs to the um, community and goods.
1: before you go, we'll shout out the podcast. Tough love oh, yeah. season two is out as well, which is also um, you'll get to hear Linda's voice on that, and <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Samantha,
2: oh. the friend that was in and that oh, with scene, here. she's in one of the new episodes as well.
1: Right? Like, oh, yeah. That's that might have been the friend that was saying what I was I talking think it might about earlier. Was her? She's got the yeah. restaurants. Yes. Yeah.
2: yes. yeah. 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 That her. was
1: that was Sam. Um, it's fantastic as well. So Go check, it, check out. it out. And right um, on God bless
0: you, Linda. You have a have a really great afternoon. Thank <laughs> you. Or, uh, sorry, um, evening. What time is it there?
2: It's it's eight o'clock. Uh ah. eight
0: PM. Beautiful. Yeah, eight PM. Oh. Going it's time dinner? for me
2: to stream F Boy Island. Actually, <laughs> no, I think I might be, um, I need to do a recording and then I, I might be going to the Magic Castle to see some magicians Fuck. in Hollywood. Because oh, that's sick. what people that's, do. Have you been? That's no, so I fun. haven't. One of my friends who's a professional hula hooper, because again, mm. that's the sort of fun, magic is real vibe that you yeah. get here in LA. Uh, she has a couple of spare tickets, so I'm going to go and um, check that out later tonight. Fantastic. Fantastic.
1: Sick. And I know we're letting you go, but for those who don't know, the Magic Castle is... Um, it's like a magician's club. Is that what it is? Yeah. Like a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some sort
2: of <laughs> secret club that you have to be a member of or be invited to and you essentially go into this castle that's in Hollywood mm. and there's all these different rooms and different magicians and illusionists doing tricks. And I've Love been it. talked up this place for so long and I've always mm. laughed in the face of people that have gone. I've gone, that sounds so silly. Mm. I don't want to do that, and you have to dress. You have to dress up, and everyone dresses up.
1: Sounds but awesome.
2: Then, yeah, but then <laughs> someone who I'm really close with, who's normally a real cynic, was like, "No, no, no, Linda, it's yeah. actually mind blowing. You have okay. to go." So
1: fuck, I'm jealous. All right, have we'll fun. See.
2: I'll report in.
0: Thanks so okay, much, Linda. Bye.
1: Bye. bye, bye, Linda. Bye. See ya.